Hey everybody, you're with Off Leash with Eric Prince. I'm Mark Serrano. Thanks for joining us again. The Middle East is like a powder keg. And I think we're closer to that powder keg blowing as we stand here three months after the attack on Israel from Hamas. The Red Sea has been a major, major focus of this conflict in the region. Uh, it's effectively shut down to more than half of the shipping that was operating there before October 7th. Uh, you told me, Eric, that now this week alone, the Egyptian currency has been devalued by 25%. Let's talk about what's happening in the Middle East more broadly, but let's start with the Red Sea. Sure. The Iranians are very deliberate people. You know, they put a thousand stitches into a square inch of a rug. So they're playing multi-level chess. The next place they're going to squeeze hard, and they've caused when the Houthis effectively have blockaded and now are behaving like pirates with very long-range weapons provided by the Iranians. Like you said, they've cut off about 60% of the shipping traffic um, through the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal, the tolls from all the ships passing through, represents about 40% of the Egyptian GDP. So that massive fall-off in ship traffic immediately causes the, the devaluation of the Egyptian currency. And that's what Egypt, that's what the government uses to subsidize food, bread, literally for 110 million people. Egypt's a very poor country. A lot of people barely on the margins of, of thin poverty. And, you know, uh, Sisi's been in power, took over from the Muslim Brotherhood, who is the, the big power that, that ousted um, uh, Mubarak a few years ago, back in the Arab Spring, sponsored by Qatar. So again, this is uh, radical Shia Islam, the Iranians, cooperating with the Muslim Brotherhood to cause a real crisis inside of Egypt on the southern border of Israel. So, so again, major chess piece being heavily damaged in real time by effectively this blockade, and nobody's doing anything about what the Houthis are doing. And so this is the next cascading pile of, of poo that the Biden administration is foisting on the Middle East with their ineptness. So when I think of a terrorist group like the Houthis, I think these are like desert rats, uh, you know, is, is sort of mountain my-, my They're mountains. Mountain, mountain rats, these, that's my perception, right? Because yep. the mountains of Yemen, correct? Yes. But now they're funded, especially since Joe Biden came into office and lifted the sanctions on Iran, now they're funded by Iran as a proxy, but their attacks, that's pretty interesting. You're talking about them as effectively being pirates. Are they attacking from on both sides of the Suez Canal? And you also have to think, when all the oil sanctions come off of Iran, which the Biden administration did, that funds um, billions of dollars a month additional in oil sales that the Iranians can make. So not just the money that the Biden administration gave to them, right. or returned to them, right. it's tens of billions that they make per month in oil sales. So they've used that, to equip the Houthis with long-range cruise missiles and even ballistic missiles, which they fired dozens of times at U.S. Navy ships. They've smacked a number of commercial vessels, and they've effectively blockaded the waterway at the, at the bottom there called the Bab el-Mandab. And, and, and so they're, they're basically performing like long-range pirates now, and that will severely damage the Egyptian economy. Okay, so are they primarily focusing their fire uh, at the base of the Red Sea and not up in the Mediterranean no, correct. on the other side of the Suez. But any ship that's going to go through the Suez has to come. So about 50% of the world's container traffic 
normally comes through there on its way from Asia coming to Europe. That's largely been shut off now. So it's really only Russian and Chinese vessels that are allowed through, the so-called allies of Iran. Uh, but everything else, with really any nexus to the West, let alone to Israel, is shut off from using that waterway. So after October 7th, I, I knew that we moved uh, uh, Navy vessels into the Mediterranean. Do we have a presence down in the Arabian Sea, in the Red yes, Sea? Yes, and they're doing some kind of uh, convoy duty to try to keep the, uh, the Houthis from shooting lots of cruise missiles or surface vessels at, um, at these commercial boats. But even so, even if they're escorted, some of them are still being hit, which has made most of the major shipping companies just say, we're out, forget it, and they're going all the way around the southern tip of Africa, which uh, increases global demand for oil alone by another 500,000 barrels a day. Well, I can only imagine the added cost of having to go around Africa. Shipping rates have, have, have gone up fourfold and sometimes eightfold of what it costs to ship a container through the area. The insurance rates are through the roof. It's, it is a cascading nightmare caused by an, an Iranian armed and funded proxy that uh, should have been smashed years ago. The Saudis and the Emiratis were trying to do that, and they were constantly blocked by largely bullshit from Washington that prevented them from finishing the job. And the only way this problem gets solved is really how it was solved in the 60s. Then you actually had Nasser, the, the, the dictator of Egypt, invaded Yemen, deposed the monarch, and was trying to take over the place. And the Brits were very upset about that. The Saudis were pissed about it. And so they actually hired David Sterling, who was the founder of the SAS, with a private military company, and put a band of men together. They were armed by the Israelis, paid by the Saudis in gold, and they got it done. And they drove the Egyptians out. Sterling held down and, 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 and destroyed so many Egyptian troops that he actually received a, a military award from the IDF because it helped them win the 67 war. So it's a, it's, a, it's a little conflict people don't know much about, but it's absolutely analogous to what's happening now. And unless you put boots on the ground, which hunts the Houthis in their own domain and puts them on their knees, this problem will continue. And you've now shut off one of the major waterways and they're getting away with it. But it's okay. So, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, uh, pearl clutchers in Washington would say, oh, hold on a second. Eric Prince is suggesting that you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. At, you know, we invade Yemen with American troops. What no. do you, what? Let, I'm not saying U.S. troops have to invade that at all. There are right. lots of other nuanced ways to accomplish that. Even a, even a variation of how the U.S. went into Afghanistan with some soft or some contracted people with some air power could put that real pressure on the Houthis. How about some Arab troops? 
uh, from elsewhere in the region. Is that an um, option? Perhaps, yes. But, uh, the, the, you know, the Saudis and Emiratis struggled against the Houthis. They're, I'm not saying they're not capable fighters, but I'm saying get, bring people that don't mind a good fight. And, uh, and, and, and you will find that the Houthis will turn tails. But this is the very definition of terrorism. So they've, they've, yeah. they have it, some strikes it's, down. It's, it's long-range piracy at this point. Well, but, this, but the, the point is, it, they've already had their effect. If you're saying that 60% of shipping is now diverting away from the Red Sea and the Suez Canal, yes. they, they've won. Hugely damaging to the Egyptian economy. It will damage Saudi Arabia long-term. But Saudi Arabia and UAE are both concerned because the Houthis have weapons that they can launch from Yemen and have smacked Riyadh, the capital, have smacked their, their, the Rastanur, the major oil blending facility where 6 million barrels a day gets processed. They've smacked a lot of cities in Southern, and they've even hit Abu Dhabi Airport about two years ago and killed people at Abu Dhabi Airport. Little known fact, but fact. Okay. But you talk about how a significant intelligence should be as a solution, as a part of a solution. Yeah. Okay, so Title therefore, should we not have the CIA Title 50, giving us the information we need from Yemen? Title 50 authorities solves this. You do not need to solve it with boots on the, with, with, with U.S. conventional uniform boots solving that problem. So our intelligence agency should be providing... Yeah, that sure. information. They're about already where there, to strike they're already hunting, hunting some Al Qaeda over in the uh, about where the, the Y and the E are of Yemen. Um, <laughs> it, there's 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 a few bad actors in Yemen. They need to be pressurized, and 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 when you give them sanctuary, the bad things are going to compound, which is what's happening. And now they have long range weapons to include ballistic missiles, which have been fired at U.S. ships, are are smacking lots of commercial ships, and now truly affecting world trade. So you, what would you, you do? What you'll see, you'll see the whole idea. Why does this matter to America? A lot of our economy is based on just-in-time shipping. And now when you have the U.S. Navy that is failing to keep a major waterway open, that uh, the entire supply chains of companies spread out over the globe now have to be, you have to almost double, triple, or more the lag time for parts to be delivered, for stuff to be manufactured, because all these assumptions, the Pax Americana is being shattered. What would you do differently in the region with our naval presence? I mean, do we need to ramp it up? Do we need our allies to step up? Um, again, this problem does not get solved uh, at sea. It gets solved by putting pressure on the Houthis, going to Sada, taking Hodeida, and pressurizing them. And, 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 and there are ways to draw the Houthis into a conventional fight and then stacking them like cordwood. So it seems like Iran is doing a very, very good job since October 7th. Yeah, they're widening, widening this conflict, right? Yes. Well, let's go back to the center of the conflict in Israel. What are you hearing about what the progress for the IDF in, in Gaza? It's, it's still slow. It's been very difficult. They lost 22 guys last week, literally rigging up some, some buildings to blow, and a, uh, an RPG fired by a Hamas operative set off the charge causing a simultaneous detonation and killed 22 guys. It's their most costly day, I think, ever. Um, I wish they'd listened earlier about flooding. Hell, I even found them a, um, I found a pump that pumps 60,000 gallons a minute. So imagine 1,000 gallons a second. It's effectively um, uh, 12,000 horsepower jet engines in, in parallel. On a barge? On a barge. So you could literally make Gaza into a duck impoundment. Um, and, and, and flood all the tunnels and change the battle space. Because again, 
They're having a hard time because the enemy can constantly maneuver and regenerate behind them with the remaining tunnels. But so I would they, be, so, so, so them, how much control do they have in the north part of Gaza and in the tunnels? They in control the north part? much of the north. Okay. But in uh, Khan Yunus and um, Rafa, there's a lot of tunnels. And, and, and the problem is when they, when they attacked in the north, they pushed all the people to the south. I would have started in the south, pushed people north, and create enough of a buffer zone that you can then uh, send people south. And, and, and if, they, if they attacked south first, uh, you could have, they could have done a very thorough job of severing any and all the tunnels still going to Egypt, which we're still getting resupplied through. But they are flooding tunnels now. It's they just are. not at the level at, that you would recommend. Exactly. And, and the longer this drags on, the worse it is for all their neighbors. Because again, even the Saudis, they're not big fans of Hamas. But the longer the Arab street gets pressurized into to seeing the propaganda pictures of civilian casualties in Gaza, it's bad for Israel. It's bad for all the neighbors, and in this blockage of the Suez of the of the Red Sea being used, you will see. Trust me, it will be exceedingly bad for Egypt in the next few months. Well, just to exit here, now I see negotiations are taking place further on the next hostage deal. Hundred hostages for a three-month ceasefire. Do you think Israel goes for that That's again? That's exactly why they took hostages in the first place, so they could play rope a dope to to delay their. Um, the extinction event. And yet Israel has no choice but to take any deal they can to get hostages back for now. Because they have some rightly very animated families that want the chance of their, of their loved one back. Right. Unbelievable. Look, this is a region that is on, on fire because of Iran. And heaven knows where we're going to end up a month from now, three months from now, across this entire region. And, and what does it mean to the rest of the world in the ongoing collapse of American deterrence? Unbelievable. All right, thanks for joining us. This is another excellent discussion here on Off Leash with Eric Prince. Check us out for our next episode and our next segment. Uh, We're glad you're here.